Welcome to the Something Good Podcast, hosted by Renee Mueller, powered by Verly. This is where we interview top business professionals, industry insiders, operational managers, and thought leaders from around the nation. Diving into hot current topics to help you experience something good. All right. Good morning. We have Mr. K from Columbus High School with us today. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what you do. We just started talking about some of your past experiences with being on a podcast, being on the radio. So not necessarily a podcast, but kind of the same type of genre. So um, tell us a little bit about what you do, and then we'll talk about how you got to be where you're at. Sure. So I'm in my second year as the director of uh, finance and human resources for Columbus Public Schools. Um, primarily, finance speaks for itself, kind of all the finance going on for the district, um, yeah. all of our budgeting, uh, federal programs, uh, and then with human resources, um, oversee, the hiring, oversee the hiring process, and uh, uh, our staff on boards tries to maintain good engagement with our employees. Um, what sorts of things do you do for good engagement? That's, that's, yeah, that's a great question, and, and really right now, you know, um, and, and I think all of us, uh, whether we're in Columbus or wherever, understand that market's tight for employees. Yes. And, you know, we, we, we always have focused on how you recruit and how you hire. And uh, I had a chance to go to Orlando, Florida, to a teacher shortage summit as one of the four representatives teacher in Nebraska. Teacher shortage summit? Yeah. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So it was a nationwide yeah. summit where we, we talked about what are we going to do to really reinvent education, reinvent the way teachers get into the business, reinvent how we reach out to to the younger generation to look at education as a career. Um, and I think it's time. And has I, this changed over the years? Then? It really has. Okay. Um, you know, uh, there was always that sector that was going to go into education. And, you know, let's face it, there are so many opportunities of what you can do professionally when you get out of school. Yeah. And that that has changed the way we have to approach how we not only recruit um, people to become educators, but we realize that retention is the new recruiting. Mm-hmm. It really is. And if, if we bring in good people to Columbus, and, and one of the, the best things about being part of Columbus Public Schools and HR is we still get a pretty good pool of candidates for most of our jobs. And there's a lot of places that don't. Um, our community has a lot to offer, uh, so it does help us recruit, um, compared to maybe some of our other communities that would be a similar size to Columbus. Uh, but we have to find ways, not only of bringing people in and getting them in the door and say, Hey, congratulations, you're a teacher here. Good luck. Um, we need to stay engaged. Um, what are the things that they need? We provide housing support, uh, for our new hires. And what matter? And and so we get them connected with realtors. We get them connected with renters. Um, We've even tried to pair up some of our first-year teachers to be roommates. Dating app, like for the well, CHS? <laughs> let's hope not, but but let's face it, husband and wives tend to yes, stay. So That's true. Um, and that's, you know, I just, every conversation has led back to that. So the initiative of the city and the chamber is, you know, how do we get this demographic here that's going to find other um, similar age groups and, and sort of, you know, cohabitate, if you will, and, sure. you know, make, make a life here. And that's, that's a, that's a big deal. So, you know, and, and we've talked about those things, you know, mm-hmm. our, our young staff wants to be involved with things to do. Um, when I got into the profession, you joined the local softball group. Yep. Typically the school had a softball team or mm-hmm. a, there was a basketball league or a lot of different things. Um, the teachers want to do those together. That's their comfort zone, just like any brand right. new workplace. Right. 
um, we're trying to help facilitate getting those going again, getting those groups together. Um, we, uh, we take our first year teachers out to lunch a couple times a year. We get a lot of feedback for them, what's working, what's not, what could we do different. Uh, but we're also trying to do that more and more even with our current staff is we're, we're taking a much more active role in engaging all of our employees in the decision making process. Yeah. And, and, and top, that interesting? Yeah, you know, top down decision making, um, there are times that's necessary. But more and more, if you're going to create, uh, you know, a, a work culture, especially in organizations larger CPS, yes, that's right. Um, we've got to engage everybody. Uh, right. From it's got to from, be more of a leadership team than, absolutely. you know, like you said, top down. I'm the boss. You know, no, it's a team effort. It's a team decision. You know, just like profitability. So yeah. Yeah, spot on. And um, you know, Dr. Lafaholtz, uh, you know, one thing about getting to work with him, and, and I know we're going to talk a little bit maybe about how I got to Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but uh, Troy and I have had the chance to present together when I was the superintendent at Shelby Rising City. So really? I was superintendent at Shelby Rising City for seven years. And simultaneously, as Columbus was building their high school, we had passed a bond and were revamping the district there, going under one roof, a substantial new construction and renovation uh, to make a campus in Shelby for all of our students instead of having some in Rising City. And, and so Troy and I got a chance to present a couple times at administrator days at, at a construction conference um, and got a chance to build a great relationship and, and to work together. And so, um, you know, a lot of people would say, well, geez, you were a superintendent and you went away from being a superintendent um, to take a different role in a district. And, you know, part of that was the opportunity to work with Troy really? and, and, um, well, that's pretty you know, amazing. Be, yeah. Be so. with, be with a, be with a leader that I respect. Um, I also, for a long time have admired kind of uh, the community, enjoyed being a part of the community as a superintendent at Shelby. Um, you know, my family, we would, we belong to the Elks Club and golf. We have since I've been there. Mm, I bet um, that's how you know Trent. That would be how I know Trent. So, um, Speaking of that, Trent has his house for sale. It really needs to be sold. We've had one offer or more than one. Well, we've had a lot of looks, a lot of and, looks. and we've had one, one official offer. So uh, uh, we, uh, we are looking forward to being full-time Columbusites, um, if that's even a word. I think I may have just coined one. Um, but, uh, yeah, we still have our house in Shelby, and, and we're getting ready to uh, to move here in the next month to, to Columbus full-time. So, yeah, we'd yeah. like we'd like all that to correspond yeah. at the same time. So. Right. And so did you choose a location that's close to the high school, or how did you guys come about that? Uh, well, one thing you probably know, Renee, is that Columbus has a pretty fast-moving um, market. Yes. And, and it has for quite some time. Yeah. And we, uh, we kind of struggled to, um, maybe hone in on what we were looking for. And if we did, it sure didn't last long. Yeah. And we ended up deciding, um, after a lot of conversation that Columbus would be where we'll, we'll retire. Wow. You're right. So we'll, we'll, um, you know, you know, God willing and, and, and school board willing, um, I'll finish my, my career at Columbus public schools. Wow. And so uh, we did. You hear that, Troy? There's no chance of him leaving. (laughs) So we took a yeah. So we took a we took a different approach, and we decided to build. Wow. And so kind of build our dream home. And uh, well, that's um, awesome. How is that going in this kind of market? So um, we'll give a shout out to Foreman Lumber. Foreman Lumber is our builder, and we we uh, we got bids from three different people, but they've been amazing to work with. Um, That's great to hear. And where is it at? So we we bought a lot of Whitetail. Well, awesome. That's yeah. a great, beautiful yeah. area. Um, and again, when you talk about you decided it's your retirement home, it's going to yeah. be where you want to finish. That that kind of changes things a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to be in the district, you know, so there were yep. some limitations yep. to 
Um, for those people that know me, I'm a pretty avid golfer. So, um, yeah, I would have built next to a golf course given the first choice, but a lake's not a bad second. And we have one coming up at West Oaks. Are you sure you don't want to change your mind? Because you probably could sell that one at Whitetail. Well, I probably could, except that's not in the Columbus Public Schools district. <laughs> oh, that's true. Now you know, that you say that's that. That's right. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, I would uh, probably get myself in a little trouble there. So, that's funny. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we... Um, we found it really easy to decide that Columbus was a place we wanted to That's to retire. Good. That's good. And how about family? Then your kids? Family. Well? I've grown kids. Okay. I, have, I have three grown. Um, my oldest uh, lives in Shadron, okay. married, and she's a fifth grade teacher. Wow. Her husband teaches, and that's my only grandson is there. Oh. So just getting ready to turn two next week. So we'll get up, go Fabulous. celebrate a second and that's birthday. Close, so, yep. You know, yep. Yeah. Um, my uh, middle daughter, she graduated from UNL and then joined the U.S. Navy. Oh my goodness! And she is stationed wow. currently at uh, Camp Lejeune in North Carolina, and wow. she's a she's a corpsman, and and so she uh, she is ranked up enough that she does training in field med for the medics that will go with the uh, Marine platoons. That is amazing. Yeah, good. For and her. so we've we've had a chance to go out. She was in Fort Worth for a long time, uh, just at a multi um, jurisdictional base there. She loves what she's doing out there. And uh, my youngest is actually a retired U.S. Navy. She went right out of high school. Uh, really? went, went to a year of college and decided, you know, that really wasn't for her. And joined um, the Navy. And joined the Navy. Oh um, That's and, very and, unusual. It is. And so. we've got, um, you know, both my wife and I have some some uh, uncles, my dad, um, all military veterans. And so um, she was on doing search and rescue. She started in medical and did search and rescue and unfortunately had an injury that didn't make her deployable. So she uh, had to retire. And then she got into banking. She has since just relocated back to Omaha. She is a medical recruiter. Oh, really? So a company really liked her background in the military and her understanding of medical. Okay. And uh, she swore she'd never leave Florida and come home. And over the last few weeks with the cold weather, she's really wishing she hadn't I was going to say, I could say the same. Yeah. yeah. Never moving back. But yeah. 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 And so she's back. So um, okay. so we have uh, all grown kids. Um, pretty proud of, of all of them. Yeah. Sounds for like what they're be. doing. And uh um, and what does your wife do? So my wife works at Shelby Rising. She, she's a special needs para. Okay. So her specialty is working with autistic students. Oh, okay. So she works with a nonverbal autistic student. Wow. And, and uh, that's kind of her background and her passion. And, and okay. uh, uh, pretty good at it. I think people in Shelby, I think the, the reality was she would be harder to replace than I was as the soup. So. That's funny. Well, it sounds like you guys have a ton of educators in your family. So We do. Yeah, yeah surprisingly we do. far from the tree. Yeah. So, yeah, good deal. So back to the, the conversation surrounding culture and how to retain these employees. Is this something that you guys have noticed over the past decade or just the last few years that it's harder in education since you've had experience in yeah, education? Yeah, and, and, and I will tell you that... Um, there was a conversation um, about eight years ago, I want to say it was about 2015, and it was part of a, a kind of a group that met with the Department of Ed, and there was a few soups, and the conversation was, you know, where are we heading? And so I think at that time, what I would say is there was a ripple in the water. And I think we all feared that at what point will it start to be a wave, a wave of teacher shortages, a wave of people going a different direction. A wave of people retiring because given the ages, the baby mm -hmm. boomer group. Yep. That's um, the big factor. I think the biggest factor we're facing in Columbus is that demographic. Yep. You do have an aging population. Yeah. So. And so, you know, in 2015, we had a fear and we thought, well, we better do something because in about 10 years, we're, we're going to have an issue. Well, it didn't make it 10 years. We came out of the pandemic 
I, we started to see a lot of those issues in recruiting retention. Um, you know, if you read the national rhetoric, there's a lot of people leaving the profession. We're not seeing that near as much um, to that extent in Nebraska. However, there are people leaving the profession. So that I think is that goes for the medical field as well. It, you know, it nursing does. is really struggling. So I know they've given some substantial, um, we'll say, um, employment bonuses, mm -hmm. you know, just for, for, for um, you know, longevity. Mm -hmm. So and, and it is difficult. I, I feel like every employer I've talked to, you know, I, I'm a part of several HR groups, even here locally, and, and they all have the same struggle. Everybody's sort of... Um, vetting the same employees and it's incredible even you know some of the starting wages and some of what you have to do to keep these employees um it it really is a struggle and i hope that somehow we can rectify that maybe between housing or quality of life projects or um trying to recruit you know more in i know we have so many jobs open now we have so many more coming between the casino and the other you know the hotel and businesses that are coming um, and so, you know, it leads me to, to just wonder what the future holds and how we all as a group um, can, can really get into the same sort of effort to get these, these jobs filled. Yeah, so. and you're absolutely right. You know, as a school district, when we look at things like growing businesses, the casino, um, we assume a lot of those people are going to live here as long yeah. as we can keep the housing market yeah. up. Right. And so as far as the district goes, we're looking, and when you start talking five and 10 years, we're going to have to expand the district. Um, right. You know, our, our student population continues to grow. Mm -hmm. um, and and we're, we're in a position of addressing potentially some additional facilities. Right. And uh, we, you know, the district's held some community meetings. Right now we're just at the input phase. Uh, but when you look at the type of, of uh, you know, the number of doors planned, the number of plats that we get to see approved, the number of businesses, it's not unrealistic to think that, you know, we're talking potentially another building or two. Yes. And we're talking now more staff and we're talking about those, those increased challenges of bringing in more teachers. Right. Um, we are doing a relocation bonus. We help people relocate to, uh, to Columbus. Um, part of the, uh, you know, a new brand new teacher can get a paycheck in August. We divide their paychecks into 13. Typically, they wouldn't get paid till September, but we have things for them to do in August. Okay. Um, so we're trying to do things where that transition of becoming a new renter or moving to a new town right. is not a fiscal strain yep. for those employees. And so, um, you know, that's all part of that, that what we can do to support getting good people here. Yeah, exactly. Well, how long is the hiring process then typically, or uh, from there, the onboarding process? If they can... So we've started hiring as early as January. Wow. And typically we have teachers, the teachers may take other positions or let us know they're retiring and we start the hiring process in January. And it goes pretty, pretty heavy through about mid-April. And then, uh, you know, we'll start with some trainings and onboarding over the summer. Um, we try to space it out. Sometimes some teachers, uh, you know, used to be you'd hire 99% of your people from Nebraska. And, and uh Last few years, we're pulling people in from Kentucky and Ohio I wondered where and your, Iowa your biggest, uh... and Kansas and Missouri and and then part of that Texas um, and part of that is they're relocating some tie back to the area. Yep, um, is bringing them back to this area. Uh, some of them are alumni. We love to get alumni back. We do too. In fact, that's the basis for one of our podcasts. Obviously, yeah. it's just really the alumni interviewing them, asking why they're coming back, what do they want to see, you know, how do we gain more? Exactly. So yeah, and and. You know, um, 
in, in, on the alumni thing, we know there's a bigger investment beyond the school. And with our new people we bring in, we're trying very hard to connect them with the community. Yep. And um, I think it our, makes a difference. You know, that first impression, absolutely. you don't get that second chance. It really does make a big difference. And so now I know the initiative of the chamber is is bringing those people in as well. And what's the right thing to show them, tell them, and then how do you keep them here? You know, they're working on the same thing, ret retention of the community members. So, yeah, it, it's something that even the agents here, when we go to look at tours and, and where we're taking some of these folks and the information we're giving them, it makes a big difference. So, Yeah, it does. And I see, um, you know, that effort. Our people see the effort that the community is making to want to evolve to meet the needs of people that want to live here. That's good. And um, that's, that's not the case everywhere. Right. Um, and so, you know, we, we can appeal to... Um, those people coming to Columbus, that you have an opportunity to be impactful in the district. You have a top opportunity to have a voice in, in what may change here as a community. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that type of responsiveness is good for all of us mm -hmm. uh, who are bringing people in. Um, you know, we, we know if we bring in great people to teach our kids, it's great for our kids. Yes, and that's right. If, if our students have a positive experience at CPS and a positive experience in the community, we stand a great chance of getting those alumni back. That's right. And, and that's so right. we, uh, we feel like we've got a little bit of the corner of the market because we have those kids on right. keeping that cycle going in a positive way. Well, and you're bringing people back here like Nicole. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, I think she's a very integral part of some of these projects and, and really driving forward um, to some of the quality of life projects and other things, you know, being a member of the CAF, Columbus Area Future Fund and things like that. So I know, and there's a great deal of, of talented staff. So um, and, and on that note, I guess, you know, we'll, I'll give a little plug for some of the stuff that we've done and have coming up. You know, we love to use the trails out here. And at one point I'd hoped, I think I spoke with Dr. Lappelholtz when we first were looking at, um, putting this building here, um, had spoke to him about the trails going all the way over to the high school and, and how do we integrate, you know, some of the, the students and, you know, everything else, all the trails that, that are over here in Northwest Columbus. And I know the city has made it mandatory that any commercial project, you've got to have those out here in Northwest Columbus anyway. But we love using those. And so we've got uh, Beer and Bagel Run coming up on the Easter weekend, I believe. And so we'll... May 7th. May, May 7th. Oh, sorry. Originally, I was thinking Easter weekend. <laughs> so May 7th. Um, and so we love to use those as much as possible. And the scooters, you know, the, the company that has the scooters out mm -hmm. here. And um, the ICE project out here, I know Dr. Loppelholtz was a, a big part of that as well. Um, you know, some of the other things that are coming and the field house obviously is going to be close by. Um, and I think the, the high school does work in conjunction with the Y on quite a few things, right? The we, do. we do. Yeah. So I just, I think it's awesome to see those collaborations and hopefully we gain more and more. Um, like, you know, I mean, Liz obviously had a great idea with the, the ice project over here, you know, so if we have some young people really get involved and understand what's needed right. and maybe they can make a, a business out of it or, or, mm -hmm. you know, have a success story from that. But, um, and so you guys also have the Kramer education center, correct? I just want to touch on that just a little bit. Yeah. That's also part of your students, maybe being able to go into the teaching field or, um, something similar is that correct? Yeah, so okay. we're we're uh, we're going to be opening uh, the course Kramer Building's the old middle school, yep. and it's it's going under an extensive renovation. Yes, and it will have uh, preschool. So right now, only three of our elementaries have room for preschool, so we've got a very limited number. This will give us ten preschool classrooms and wow. some special and some specialized uh, instruction. Uh, the other half will be a child development center, uh, and the child development center will be run by our foundation. Wow. Uh, that will be. For students, that could be somebody who's half day in the in the preschool, and then goes to the child development center. 
uh, going to be able to serve meals there. I mean, it's um, it's going to have a training center. We'll eventually have administrative offices there. So, um, but the nice thing is what we're going to be able to do for for pre-K education. Yeah. And for in, in some ways, child development center taking care of some of the, the daycare stresses. Yep, that's uh, right. Of the district. That is also uh, a big the community. Deal. Yeah, and so. Um, we're, we're excited about that project um, because it opens up some doors. Um, mm -hmm. It's going to free up some space in our elementaries, yeah. which are which are full. Uh, it's going to allow us to do more with our preschool population. Yeah. Uh, so we're excited about that. And it really was another use for a building yeah. that had, you know, very little opportunity. I mean, it had such a great big yep. piece of land there. And so it's nice to see buildings um, refurbished and yep. things like that. Yeah, and I agree. Yeah. Um, I think the community made a, a great decision. I think the Kramer, using the Kramer name from the original high school name yeah. is Agreed. is neat. Um, I think it's important for us to have a footprint in downtown Yeah. as as a, as a school district. I, I love having our central offices move there. Not that it's bad where we're at, but I think being part of the downtown hub for our central offices and our yep. training center and all that um, will also be a real positive. Yep, I agree. For, for us and I agree. it allows us to, to show a little bit more of the community. Um, you know, you talk about Northwest Columbus and, and for, for people who are familiar with the, the high school project, there was a uh, fields that were potentially south of the high school with some tennis courts, with some park with some additional trails really that was uh, etched out as part of that that I think it's just a field right now to the south of the right. uh, of the high school and and that has come back on the table as part of all of our future projects that we're looking really? at here was there was a name for it wasn't there uh, it's like a sport they call it a sports complex basically it's yes. a couple of baseball softball right. fields had tennis courts, mm -hmm. had trails, had some had a park. Yep, there's some sort of little uh, water yep. water features or something. Yeah. Yep. So. so it was. Uh, I, I think when you talk about you know Northwest Columbus, yep. that would be a great addition. I oh, think agreed. I think it it, uh, it ties into everything else going on yep. in this part of town. Yep. Uh, it serves some purposes for some access both for our students but for the community. Yeah. Um, we purchased some some property on North Third Avenue. Right. Uh, about 80 acres, which is going to be a future school site of some extent. Yeah. And and so, um, you know, CPS has a lot of things going on, and we value, we need our community's input. So I know when Dr. Lofferholz is reaching out for input, we need it. Um, I think passing the high school bond is a great example. When the right. community talked about what they saw as right. the true need, mm -hmm. we need that again. Yep. And, uh, and look at what, you know, it worked. Right. I mean, it's hard to believe that was, the high school was about, what, four years ago? 2017 was when it opened. Look at, I mean, this is just incredible. What yeah. has happened over here and taken shape, so. Yep, so in five years, we've reached our 10-year projection of enrollment. Oh my so God. when they did a study, they talked about where we would be 10 years after that was built, and we're there in five years. It's incredible. So that says a lot. Yep, and so yes. that's why we're, already looking at addressing some of those those concerns. Wow. Um, we want to continue to provide a great education at Columbus Public Schools. Uh, we want to continue to contribute to the success of the community and and things like our STEM program. And the, you talked about like uh, our early childhood is partnering with CCC. Mm -hmm. So there will be students coming from CCC to work at the Child Development Center wow. as part of their degree work. Okay, that's awesome. Um, and work in the preschool. Okay. And then we got a pathway with the hospital okay. at the high school where they're going to uh, be working uh, basically on a medical pathway. That's a great way to you know integrate them into those yep. fields and hopefully keep them in the community. Absolutely, and so yeah. so doing all those things to continue to do that, we have to be responsive and and not allow. We have to stay pace with what's going on in the community. Right, exactly. Keep a pulse on it. So, well, that's awesome. I love it. I love hearing those stories, and and I don't think people realize how many people there are in the community that are an active part of it. 
And so I appreciate everything you do. I know that's a, that's a big job and I've told Dr. Lappelholtz that as well. And um, like I said, you've got some great staff. So we'll be happy to do whatever we can to, to keep assisting with that. And um, is there any other questions, Matt? Anything you want to add? No, I think you guys can it. All right, awesome. Well, I appreciate all your time. Sure. And if there's anything we can do to help, then just holler. So. Okay, thanks Renee. All right, thank you.